You're listening to Draw Knives, a Top Chef recap podcast with your host, Bernard and Nadia. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Draw Knives podcast. I'm Bernard. I'm Nadia. And today we are recapping episodes three of both the uh, current Top Chef season, overall All-Stars, as well as the third episode of uh, Last Chance Kitchen. So this week... Uh, I have a lot to say, as I texted with you, Nadia. Um, I no cannot quick wait to hear. No, no quick, quick fire, fire this week, which um, I'm fine with. Um, they, Tom and Gail, decide to take the, the contestants on a pub crawl, mm-hmm. and they go three stops, and they go and they go through sort of the very popular traditional English pub fare, you know, bangers and mash, toad in the hole, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so the last stop, uh, each of the chef's coasters that their beer is on has a number on the other side that corresponds with their partner for this challenge, uh, as well as the order that, 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 uh, pairing will pick, uh, an English pub dish that they have to reinterpret and make elevated versions of for the guests, uh, hundred pub guests, as well as the judges. So, um, so here's the here's the uh, pairings and here's what they chose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dale and May pick Scotch egg over fish and chips. Uh, Dale wanted fish and chips. Right. Um, Tom and Sarah pick shepherd's pie. Charbel and Nicole pick Sunday roast. Luciana and Buddha pick fisherman's pie. Omar and Ali pick fish and chips. Begonia Gabri pick bangers and mash. And Victoire and Sylvia pick toad in a hole. Um, before we get into more specifics. Is there one that you would have done? Uh, and do you have an idea of what you would want? That I would have done or that I would have eaten? Um, <laughs> well, first of all, either of those, either of those I guess, answers. you know, I, I, I think that I would, I was so happy that um, Scotch Egg was even on the um, list of options. Sure. The minute they said pub crawl, I love a good Scotch Egg. But Me also too. I love shepherd's pie and I love, I really love a good fish and chips. And I remember back when, I mean, I think I was a kid the first time I went to England and getting the fish and chips like in the newspaper. I don't sure. think they can do that anymore. I think that there's probably the, like a the newspaper's not allowed. I think so. I think there's like whatever the equivalent of like an FDA. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're like, you cannot eat. I could be wrong, but I just feel like, well, at least now, I feel like there's something a little bit unsavory out of eating. Sure, <laughs> sure. And all the things that I would have, I mean, I'm a huge Scotch egg fan. I, I can't remember the name Me of those. Too. There's a bar in Columbus, Ohio, where I went to college. Um, there was a place that I did a Scotch egg, and mm-hmm. I have a lot of fond memories of this. Uh, that Scotch egg was not good, but I have a lot of fond memories for it because I was a you know young, yeah, you know, yeah, kid who just wanted to drink, and it was yeah. Probably- my they, husband they opened the Jamie Center, which is what you're kind they of. They didn't, or they did. No, they did not. Okay. Oh, that's that's big. That's crucial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, that's um, like a big element to the success of a successful Scotch egg. Yeah, but my the first time I had a Scotch egg was when my husband Kino opened. Um, uh, what was that bar called on the west? Rusty Knot. Sure. Have you ever been there? Yeah, I don't know if yeah. that's still around. He he did the opening menu, and um, they wanted pub food, and so his Scotch egg was on the menu, and that was the first time I've had it. I'd had it and it was so good. And I feel like my, my bar for There's, that's a dish that's deceptively good. difficult to execute, I think, yeah. because yeah. Uh, as we discover in this, <laughs> in this challenge, for those who are, who think like, what's so hard, it's like minced, you know, um, mm-hmm. 
sausage and an egg. But I was like, you have to. I think it's a texture. the egg first. Yeah. Right. And then, and you have to kind of undercook it and then you have to peel it. That in and of itself is its own separate prep. Right. And then you have to put this like uncooked sausage with breadcrumbs and then deep yeah. fry it. And you can, you have to deep fry it so the sausage is cooked through and you don't cook through the yolk. And, and well, I this is that. the part, I need to talk to my husband more about this, but he actually told me that it's a, actually a really great bar food because all you have to do is freeze it and then yeah. you just kind of, and so there, like he said that you wouldn't overcook the egg, that it would actually be quite difficult to do. Oh, like really? To, that's what he said. Don't quote me on it. Maybe we should ask You him. know what? I, I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to believe the very notable Vodka over anything I've ever done. I've never attempted it, but it just seems like a dish that. Right. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. And I was telling him about the episode and he was like, oh, scotch egg. Yeah, no, that's easy. That's super easy. That's good bar food. And I think that if you are do you've you've done on your menu and you've done it many times, like there's like a prep that goes, but this is like, okay, we're doing it on a elimination. Yes. That seems like there seems to be a lot of moments and points in which, in particular with the egg cookery, where this could go very badly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, for sure. For sure. Anyway. So I would have, I mean, I, I love Scotch egg. I don't think I would have done it because I would have been scared. Yes. Personally. Yeah. Same. Um, I think fish and chips. Uh, I, I like fish and chips a lot. I like bangers and mash too. Mm-hmm. Out of all these, I have no idea what I would pick, but I didn't even know what a fisherman's pie was until I saw it. I've never mm-hmm. had it. Yeah. I've heard of a fisherman's pie, but I've never had one. Um, but like, I think I would have probably, my instinct would have been Sunday's roast because there's like mm-hmm. a braised meat. And it's like a big egg. piece of, it's a big thing that you can just kind of, right? Yeah, like and I think up. that the, uh, the York, Yorkshire pudding is like something that's like super easy to ultimately like nail. Like mm-hmm. you just have to get the proportions right. But um, that would have been my choice to do, even though it's of the dishes, not the one I would have chosen on a menu to personally eat. Yes. Um. So Gail announces the twist of this episode, which is that it's a double elimination. Now, I do not like that this is a double elimination. Um, it's fine it's a double elimination, actually. But the problem is I have an issue with the chefs not being able to choose who their person is. If it's a double elimination, they should have the choice of who they pick. And, and, and sometimes what will end up happening is certain people will pick people they're close with or they worked with previously and other people kind of like end up like kind of together and that's fine yeah but my point is a double elimination it's like you end up randomly in this situation getting stuck with someone who you have never potentially never worked with and um in the case of dale and may there's this like uh language issue mm-hmm. that's very clear right away when they're you know um oh i know i would have fixed it by not having a double elimination uh at all just have a single elimination or have them choose but to have them have a double elimination and have this random pairing feels in particular because it's a all-star season where there are people who don't whose english is not the first language it felt unnecessarily cruel in the in especially the may dale and i don't think they that's a fair point yeah i don't think they came into it like I don't think May or Dale um, came into it uh, with bad intentions at all. I just think there's like a language barrier that just felt there's this attention there that just there was a lack of chemistry. And, and when it's a double elimination, that just isn't that's not going to feed into good things. Yeah. And I think, you know, like you've mentioned it before, but May is she comes off as a very soft spoken person. Yes. Yes. And um, 
And that's easy to pick up on. And I feel like, at least in the edits that they showed, it just felt like Dale was bullying her a little yeah. bit. Well, and Dale, Dale really wanted to do fish and chips. And May said, no, it's a scotch egg. He relents. And I think as a result, he ends well, up sort of having a reaction of, to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a little like, bitter about it. do yeah. a scotch egg really well. Yeah. With different sort of flavor components, but like execute the dish basically as is, mm -hmm. right? Um, and May really wanted to do like a deconstructed or try to do something different, like an ale reduction. And Dale says, no, you know, Dale's argument is, listen, let's just cook good food and we'll be safe. We'll be in the safe zone, um, which I, I understand that philosophy, but I think he really missed what I would say is like misread the brief or midrest, mi yeah. missed a challenge, which they really wanted to see like a completely different interpretation of those elements. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a yeah. He brings up a good point, but yeah, I think in an elimination challenge, it's like playing it safe is actually not the safe thing well, to do. Well, it would be fine in a different specific. Like the specific task was to take pub food, to make a pub food dish, and reinterpret it and elevate it. Elevate it, yeah. And so I'm sorry, but elevate it. Yeah. Doing the exact same dish with different yeah. flavors, it and and they say this in the judge table, not to jump too far ahead. But they say about the scotch egg that they do that there's nothing wrong flavor wise with this. It was they missed on um, a cooking element, which is that they missed on the crunch. Um, but we'll get into that. OK, so. You know, random things from the cook that I want to bring up. Amar and Ali, they seem to be like having the best of times. They're having oh, fun. Yeah. They get along well. Amar is the one, by the way, who comes up with the malt vinegar salt for their chips, which sound awesome. Who doesn't so love malt smart. vinegar? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, Victoire who is with Sylvia, who Sylvia is like freaking out, loving this. Uh, like she's, you, we kind of, I kind of felt like she, if she doesn't win, she's just going to be happy because she loves it. <laughs> um, anyway, um, she, there's a moment where Victoire and Sylvia have like this, not disagreement, but like there's a miscommunication about language, which is like, yes. Sylvia says like, Are, is the sausage ready? And Victoire yeah. is like, she's like what is ready? It's just like, I thought it was a type of cabbage. It's like, is that an element? What is and that? I feel and like that's just something that's going to come up over and over again this season, like miscommunication, language barrier. Yes. Um, yes. We saw something similar with um, uh, Begonia and uh, and Gabri when she said she said something about flour. And flour, he was like, I right? wouldn't Flour's put flour like in that. Like, and she's like, no, like no, no, flores, flores. Right, right. And it was just so lovely to see like these two people from completely different parts of the world, but who speak the same language come together. right. right. Yeah, no, it's funny how they both, um, and, and those are two examples of, like, obviously, Victoire and Sylvia are not, they're not going to be best friends, right? But but mm -hmm. they were able to work together and kind of resolve their issues. I think that they're, um, you know, a lot of people's, like, cooking styles are very different. For example, like, Sarah and uh, Tom, very different you know, um, philosophies about cooking uh, and conception, but they do, they work well together and that can sometimes work. Right. But like, I'm sure if Dale had a choice of who he wanted to work with, he probably would have picked Sarah because they sort of work similarly in terms of style. Mm -hmm. um, other notes for the, from the cook, uh, Nicole left the muffin tins in the oven to heat up for her Yorkshire pudding. Someone took them out. She gets annoyed. I can start. I started seeing a little bit of the like she's older and she kind of feels disrespected here in this moment, and I find it really interesting that like no one she was like kind of saying like hey everyone just please don't take it out. No one responds, so I think there's a, like a building tension potentially with Nicole happening there, uh, and Sarah <laughs> points it out. 
Um, there's a really interesting moment with Buddha in Luciana where they're making this, they're doing the interpretation oh. of the, um, the fisherman's pie. And yeah. Buddha doesn't like the way the potatoes are that Luciana made. Mm-hmm. And he thinks they're gluey um, because she used a Thermomix instead of a Tammy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ma- he makes it again. Mm-hmm. And they have a disagreement and Luciana relents. It's a really interesting thing because, you know, when it's a double elimination, you sort of, there's this tension, right? Like yeah. they end up going home because of these potatoes. Um, Buddha would feel awful, right? Or Luciana yeah. would feel awful, depending on which, which version they would use. Yeah. But there's this like tension of like, Buddha's like, listen, I'm not going home today for this. And he puts his foot down and Luciana does not, doesn't have an ego about it and lets him remake it. Um, so judge well, he says me. he does say like he's like the ju- the judges are not going to like this and maybe I don't know maybe there's a part of her that was like you know he's he's won the U.S. challenge before like he does know what the judges like and what they don't right. like. Well, and I think what he she's also sensing there is that he's he has a much clearer vision of how the that dish is going dish, to yeah. kind of go if that makes sense yes. like in yes. terms because he's not saying she her argument was it tastes good mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I don't think he was arguing it didn't taste good he was saying no. texturally it doesn't work on this dish right um so let me just go through the the dishes as we go through the elimination dishes we can talk about them so victoire and sylvia they do the toad in a hole um their interpretation is an african spice sausage yorkshire pancakes truffle powder uh, cream chantilly with mustard and honey. Um, that went over great. That went over, that went over really, really well. well. Yeah. And I had obviously nervousness because, you know, Victor's like, uh, that was my least favorite dish we had. And I'm doing <laughs> it for the elimination challenge. And I'm, you know, like I have, but she really, you know, she added her own, like the, the, with the, the African spices. Yes. And I think she did say that it was, sauce like was something orgasm so- sauce is what, yes, uh, yes. what her words, which I don't think I've heard said yet <laughs> yes yet the season um yeah <laughs> it was this there's some sort of sexual tension of terminology with food but mm-hmm. the car brings it up uh and she was on top chef at least so that kind of makes sense i guess mm-hmm. um but it was went over uh very well um uh and again there was no i think there's a yorkshire pudding on this dish to traditionally and there wasn't in this and they mentioned that but uh, they were like, but the flavors are all really good. And they, we liked what they did with the sauce for in particular. Yeah. Um, uh, Gabri and Begonia is next. Uh, they had the bangers and mash. Um, the Gabri and Begonia did pork belly with potato foam mash, sausage gravy, and crunchy onion cookie. This dish looked like Beautiful. a out of a three-star Michelin yeah. <laughs> it looked like something out of an art show. It was it went, so I was like, beautiful. they're either going to love this or be like, yeah. this is so far away. But mm-hmm. I think it's brave that they were like, we're going to do mm-hmm. the dish this way. And I think they really addressed the challenge. Like, this is what they wanted. This yeah. is the kind of dish they want. They wanted to see, like, basically what the challenge is, is like, you have to take the elements or the flavors of the dish and distill that onto another dish and like elevate it. And they did that here, right? They did pork belly right. instead of sausage. And and all the it, flavors were still there. And they were, the judges oh. were saying that it was still like very, the, the flavors were still very familiar and very comforting. Yes. And again, it's one of those things where someone, sometimes you look at something visually and be like, well, that's on bangers with mash. But yeah. they were saying the second they had all yeah. things together, they were like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's so good. Um, and again, these are two people who've never had this dish before. 
right? Yeah. Before the pub crawl, and they crushed it. Um, okay, next we have um, Amar and Ali. They did the seaweed battered cod, minted peas, mint and tahini velouté, tartar sauce with calamansi, and malt vinegar fries. This, um, uh, the good vibes between these guys, they knew something was wrong with the cod um, batter, mm-hmm. that it was too wet. Um, they just tried lots of different things. I will say, looking at this dish, they put the uh, the velouté, not the um, the tartar sauce on the fish, um, which I'm sure did not help the fry, which was the biggest issue. Like they, the judges were like, "This all tastes good." Yeah. The fries, in particular, were sort of the star of the dish. Right. But the the thing that everyone wants in a fish and chips, and a good one, is the crunch on the batter of the yeah. fish. And this one failed miserably. Um, okay. Uh, next was Luciana and Buddha. Um, they, they did the fisherman, fisherman's um, pie. pie. Mm-hmm. It's a cod with seafood and potatoes, palm puree, mussels, and champagne sauce. Um, man, they love this dish. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's like it's like Gabriel Begonia's dish where you're like, they're either going to love this or they've taken it to a completely different, you know, yeah. God, well, they God. the challenge. They really yeah. did. And, and, yeah. and, and it's very clear Buddha knew what they were, what they wanted here. Mm-hmm. And this is like kind of, I mean, we don't know the other judge, the other contestants as well as Buddha, but like he, as soon as they announced a challenge and they picked seafood, I was like, they're going to crush yeah. this. I just knew. Also those like little zucchini scales. Oh my God. <laughs> He's unbelievable. The guy's unbelievable. <laughs> they're just, I mean... That is really. And I was just tired like, watching him do that. Like, I know it must. Have, I know he's so on. delicate with his tweezers. Yeah. Um, that is a really brave dish because everyone else is doing like heavy meat dishes, and then mm-hmm. they're doing a seafood dish. It must have been like a welcome moment in the meal for the judge to be like, sure. "Oh, good." Yeah, uh, yeah. This is food nice. is so heavy. Everything's so heavy. Yeah. yeah. Um, next up, we have Tom and Sarah, who, as we mentioned, Tom is sort of a kind of a modernist technique, like agar agar and things of that mm-hmm. nature, um, versus Sarah, who, you know, is from Kentucky and is not that way. Um, yeah. But they did a shepherd's pie with lamb dust, pea gel, pea puree, fresh peas, and lamb stock infused carrots. It was a beautiful dish. It looked like something like a WD-50, you know, like it was yeah. what, yeah. what RIP, you know. Uh, but like in terms of like they had like the the agar gel and it looked very pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I'm, they said that there were some things that were a little touch over salted, but he would they were kind of um, uh, Sarah and Tom were kind of overcorrecting because the agar kind of dulls the flavor. So I understand the but they said that everything was cooked well and uh, they liked the dish. Yeah, it's very creative. Very looked creative. great. Yeah. Next was Dale and May. They did a Thai style scotch egg with. Thai sausage, crispy salad, cilantro aioli, and Thai fish sauce dressing. Um, I gotta say, like the color wasn't right on this. I could just tell right away, like something wasn't right in terms of the color of it. That said, I would totally order this dish. Absolutely, <laughs> totally Thai style sausage wrapped around a an, an egg with jammy yolk. Yes, please. Yeah. I'm sure you know. I, I'm sure it tasted delicious. I'm sure, yeah. And, and they said that they said like, yeah. listen, it, it, you missed on the crunch. The breadcrumbs and the pork were mixed too well together, and it, and you didn't fry it long enough, so there was no crunch. It was sort of like texturally the same thing. But they said the flavor was all really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it also looked sort of the most un like the most not. 
I would say most boring and simplistic in terms of the agreed. I mean, the they they like there was n- no one said anything bad about the salad, but the salad seemed like a it, I don't know, it, it just it, it looked it like looked a garnish. Like things, yeah, it, almost like unless you told me I was to eat that, I probably wouldn't have eaten. It, right. right. Yeah. It was that yeah. kind of salad. Yeah. Um, it didn't feel um intentional, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's a plating. Yeah. Sometimes you look at someone's plate and you just know, oh, I know I'm so instinctually supposed to eat this. And this yeah. did not feel that way. It felt like it was a gar it felt more garnishy looking yes. of the way it was plated. Um, next up was uh Charbel and Nicole. Um, the pork lady, they had the um Sunday roast. They had the pork mm-hmm. tenderloin with leek fondue, celeriac uh potatoes, glazed carrots, and Yorkshire pudding. They liked this dish. They said that the pudding was actually the star of the dish, um, which mm-hmm. I think, you know, uh, they didn't do anything special to the Yorkshire pudding, but it was all delicious. And this is an example where they use, they didn't really do like reinterpretation in a lot of ways. They just sort of made sure that it was just good. Yeah, everything was cooked really, really well. Food. Yes. They made really tasty food and, and nailed the cookery and everything. And then um, they added like the, the they added uh, more root vegetables to the potatoes. So sort of, you know, they kind of like, yeah. they use sort of uh, ingredients to. Yeah, I think if anything, they were a little um, surprised, I guess, that they, they had chosen pork, um, yes. the tenderloin, yes. just because. And a tenderloin, like, too. Yeah, it's which, just such a lean. Yeah, meat. I mean, I think that like out of all the choices you could make on pork, that seems that wouldn't be the one I would choose for a roast in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we're at judge table. Uh, they bring out Begonia Luciana. Uh, sorry, Buddha, Luciana, Begonia, Gabri, Ali, Amar, Dale, May. Uh, top is Buddha, Luciana, Begonia, Gabri. Um, and Buddha and Luciana won, which um, I think really <laughs> validates Buddha's instinct to. Yeah. Because yeah. we have no idea if that was a difference, but it was part of the dish. And so For sure. he, he, you know, and I'm sure Luciana. They seem obviously they were in good spirits because they won, but I'm sure she, she was clearly kind of annoyed over his his like insistence on changing the potato. But he was like, "I'll make it." Yeah, so, like what, I mean, yeah. if he's gonna make it again, like that's fine by me. Um, and begonia gabri, which I again I love that dish, and I'm sure it was very close. It, oh, I c- it could have gone either way. Uh, Amar and Ali, Dale May on the bottom. Um, you know they're both had the same issue, which was they just lacked crunch. The fish mm-hmm. and chips didn't have the crunch and the crunch on the outside of the um, uh, Thai style uh, scotch egg. So, you know, there was this moment when they go to May and Dale where it just was so uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. You know, May mentions, he, you know, they, he, they wish that he had, she had like insisted on doing, so or considered doing carpet deconstruction. And Dale says like, we never talked about that. I, I will say, like, that's true. Like, I guess they technically didn't, but it was very mm-hmm. clear that Dale didn't want to go the, the yeah. any way other than doing, like, let's just do the dish and just in, use flavors to sort of be our, you know, um, it was very uncomfortable. It is. It is. Every t- like, when you see them starting to, like, throw each other under the bus yeah. at judge's table, it's so awful. It's so bad. Yes, yes. yes. And then Amar Ali, the fish batter, not crispy. Amar used whole eggs, as it turns out. And that was really the culprit as mm. to why it was it it felt like it became pork cakey yeah, yeah. version of the, the crust. Um, and when it, when I was when we were at this moment before they announced who it was, I thought it was going to be Ali Amar. 
because really? yeah and i'll say the reason i thought so was because fish and chips is a more iconic dish sure and yeah. to me messing the the most important element on a fish and chips dish feels like a bigger mistake sure i think that's why no one wanted to pick it right it, right no one very I mean, reluctant to pick it yeah um i mean they, they, even even ali said when they were yeah. picking, I was like what are we gonna are do sure? that? yeah right, <laughs> and I was like, right let's just do it um i think the fries might have saved them the fries totally saved that um and i think that it it, it looked fine dining you know mm-hmm. I, I think that the like i think that they there's a lot of like perception to this in terms of you know, I, I think that Ali and Omar really tried to do what they were being asked to do, which I think is part of why they moved forward over Dale and May, which clearly they just didn't, they never saw eye to eye in concept. And it was very frustrating. It was, they were both very frustrated by it. So they go home uh, and we go to Last Chance Kitchen and Gail comes in uh, as a second judge wearing, a, did you see the shirt she's wearing? She's wearing a lemon shirt lemons all over the shirt she did it was, it was a, i was like gail simmons just really owning the fact that she works with food and talks about food all day um so they uh you know uh tom announces that two of the three of the chefs will advance and one will be eliminated the dish is a new pub dish that they had not introduced in this episode uh which is welsh rarebit um i've never like had toasted, one have you ever had one no uh, it's a toast dish that has like, like a cheese, a cheese sauce, a hot cheese sauce uh, on top. Um, yeah, broiled, I think. Yeah. Um, so they all make three different versions. You're supposed to interpret Welsh rarebit and still have it look like a Welsh rarebit, essentially. Um, May did a rarebit with beer foam, port wine, chili, lilies, and tomato. Don did a rarebit with kimchi and cheddar cream, and Dale did a rarebit with cream cheese, asparagus, roasted mushrooms, red wine mustard shallot reduction in chives um dale won um and uh, you know uh then it came down to mm-hmm. the last two and uh dawn was eliminated so dawn is gone yeah uh you have uh in our current of fantasy you're down 33 to my 58 i know week. Uh, so it went back and forth from last week. Something we did not mention was what we have at stake here. We have not mentioned to our, our oh, audience. I'm very um, excited about this. Yeah. So we decided because we, you know, have done ice cream previously. Mm-hmm. We decided to do uh, two dozen oysters um, for uh, whoever you know, whatever you mm-hmm. want. We'll ship two dozen oysters um, of your choosing. Um, I love Super it. Super excited about that. Are you a good, uh, can you shuck oysters well? I can shuck oysters well. I always have, like, I always make it an event, like, have people come over and we all shuck yeah. oysters. And then what ends up happening is I end up cooking. So I end up not having to shuck oysters and just demanding yeah. people sh- open other people for do me it. while I cook. Yeah. Um, which I kind of prefer. I'd rather just, you know, not have, I, I work, I'm going to be cooking with knives. I don't need to have another knife that I'm less familiar with I, everyone else is you know um but i love i love that um looking into next week do you have any like people that you're nervous about do you have anyone that you're like i'm feeling good about um let's see who's left uh victoire has always been kind of on the bottom for me sure um it's so yeah it's so hard to say i feel like it really depends on 
the the challenge at this point, you know, because sure. everyone's everyone's strengths are so different. Like throw, you know, throw out another potato challenge and Sylvia could could totally win, sure. you know? Sure. Um, but I'd say like, yeah, Victor I'm kind of nervous for. And um I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe Amar. Yeah, I, I think Victor and Amar are my two that I'm most yeah, he hasn't, nervous for. He hasn't been, done um, any, yeah. He hasn't yeah, those feel like particularly strong to me this season. Yeah, I mean, and and I would love for Victoire in particular, because I, I think she strikes me as young and I'm really excited about seeing what she can do. Mm-hmm. I've seen a Mark obviously shoot, do an entire season. So I know kind of what he does. And I think my hope is that uh, Victoire kind of moves forward i'm really hoping may makes it out of last house kitchen because i love her <laughs> so i know much. i so really dear she's so bummed a, about so dear. the situation i was yeah. i was i so was actually sad. surprised that she i thought they were gonna pick dawn over her in last chance kitchen i thought i was like, very anxious about that moment I yeah like, i thought the kim i thought the kimchi was i don't know they just seemed to like the idea about the 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 kimchi with the cheddar and um I don't know that that could have gone any which way because May's dish also I, I don't know like May's dish looked I don't I, I don't know what yeah it's just so hard to tell what it tasted like based on what it looked like and sure. all the components sure. that were in it um and it felt just so like it could have been so way off what they wanted like oh. Dawn said like she's serving it in a bowl like what kind of Welsh right. rarebit yeah, comes in a bowl because she saved sort of made the same mistake that they made in their challenge in the regular episode Mm-hmm. right which is like not understanding that like they mm-hmm. she needs to go kind of further yeah um in terms of like a risk and an interpretation yeah um yeah, yeah i i think <laughs> but i'm glad they kept her i mean even though dawn's on my team i feel like you know i i'm also really loving me and she's just yeah i'm really i just I, wanted I just, to give her a hug <laughs> it's it's it's, it's funny because they're both still competing may and dale yeah, and I'm just like this is there's it's so awkward between them because mm-hmm. they got eliminated together and mm-hmm. very clearly would have chosen different people to work with if they could. Again, that's my issue is like, you know, if you're going to double double eliminate people, especially based on especially with this sort of level of reward at the end, I, I think it's really unfair to just randomly pair people. You should let people pick. And if and there's gonna be two or three people or four people that end up with someone they don't ideally would want to be with, but that's how it should be. That's that's the way it should feel. All right, we will see you all next week. Alrighty, bye. You can show your love for the Draw Knives podcast with a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can also share this on social media or send this episode to the top chef fans and foodies in your life.